perfect. <laughs> what does perfect mean to you? Are you looking for the perfect exercise program? Are you looking for the perfect financial plan? Would you like to live in the perfect house? Are you looking for the perfect partner? Are you waiting for the perfect career opportunity? And we hear that word a fair bit, don't we? What does it actually mean to you? And is there such a thing? Uh, and I ask the question for a couple of reasons. One, I've been regularly accused of being a perfectionist. So yes, I like everything to be just right. I've also watched very carefully as people use perfectionism as a way to procrastinate. And I often have a joke about that, that the definition for me of perfectionism is Latin for procrastination. Because if you're waiting for something to be perfect, is it possible that you'll never get it done? And I often hear people say this to me, oh, Rowie, I'm such, such a perfectionist, I can't let that happen. I can't send that out like this. I can't wear this. I can't let people come to my house yet because it's not perfect. Well, what does it actually mean? And it's one of those uh, interesting words that I put in the same category as best. Uh, I don't believe that there is a best because the best in the world will always share with us that they're always aiming to get better. So there's no limit. Best is not something that you can say, I'm at the best, because if you, if you say best, is it possible that you now can't get any better? If you're constantly aiming for perfection, is it possible that you'll never get there because there is no such thing? And what I think is perfect, is it possible that other people will think is not perfect or they don't even like it? So you might have a certain level of headspace that says, I can't do this until it's perfect. You send it out to the world thinking that it's perfect, and often people don't do anything. That's what I just said is probably really silly, because if you're waiting for it to be perfect, that's when usually people don't do anything, because it's never perfect. But if, let's just say it was, and you did send it out to the world saying or thinking that it was perfect, and then somebody comes back and criticizes your perfection, uh, how would that affect your headspace? So there are some words in, in the English vocabulary or whatever language uh, or how perfection uh, translate in, tra translates into any other language or even best translates into any other language. What does that actually mean? And what if we didn't use them? And I'm not, I'm not saying don't use those words, but I'm asking the question, what if we didn't? What if we replaced best with getting better? And what if we replaced perfection with I'm striving for excellence? Uh, and excellence is different for everybody. I get that too. But if, I'm, if I use the word perfect, it seems to have this connotation that there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> the beautiful thing about excellence is you can be excellent at something, but you still have flaws. For example, I use diamonds. You can say that this is a beautiful diamond, but all diamonds have flaws. So we say it's an excellent diamond, but that doesn't mean that it's perfect because there's no such thing. Uh, and I would never, I never like the word perfection or perfect to be a reason that you don't achieve what you want to achieve. Or I'll rephrase, could it be an excuse not to? Has there ever been a time, and I've certainly used it as an excuse, uh, it's not perfect so, I, so I'm not going to do it or I can't send it out to the world because it's not perfect. But I did learn the hard way that if I aim for everything to be perfect, I'll actually never get anything done because I can always use perfection or perfect as an excuse for not getting something done. So let's say you send something out to the world. Isn't it possible that when you send it, whether it's a book or a program or a creation or an invention 
or just you. I mean, I can't share myself with the world because I'm not perfect yet. Is it possible that the simple act of letting other people see what you've done could make it better? So if you write a book, uh, and the, and a book I'm using as a specific example, because once a book's been printed and it's out in the world, you can't change that particular book. But if it goes out into the world and you get feed forward, you can do a rewrite of that book, and the next time it goes out to the world, it would be different. Now, technically, it doesn't mean it would be perfect, and I'm using this, again, as a specific example. Uh, Kanan and I were given the opportunity to speak at a very large international conference, but to speak at that conference, we had to have a book. We had to have a published book. So, And we didn't have one. So we sat down and wrote a book, and we did it over an Easter time at uh, one stage many, many years ago. And we wrote a book. Now, that book has been reprinted thousands and thousands of times, and it's been a very successful book. Uh, but even to this day, and I, we don't have it as a hard copy anymore, it's an online book, but even to this day, every time it goes out to the world, somebody comes back to me with a typo. And interestingly, of course, as, as you would know, when you're writing your own stuff, you don't do your own uh, typing corrections. Uh, you get somebody else to proofread it because you can't see your own mistakes. Well, our book had been out to the world, to school teachers, proofreaders, editors, everybody has read that book and fixed the mistakes, but that book still has mistakes in it, I'm sure. The last time it went out to the world, somebody came back to me and pointed out a, a typo in the book. A uh, couple of questions there. Do we look for the mistakes or do we look for the context of the book? I always think that's interesting. Uh, but ultimately, that book is not perfect. And if I'd waited for that book to be perfect, it still wouldn't be out there after, what, 20 years, maybe longer now. Uh, but I will share with you how many people have got back to me, sent me messages, text messages, written me personal letters to say how much that book has helped them because it was a book about how to be healthy, fit and strong. And it's a simple, easy little book on the, the simple ways that the human body works to make sure that we stay healthy, fit and strong for long. And it was that book is not perfect, but it has made a major positive difference to so many people's lives. So if I'd waited for it to be perfect, it would never have gotten out there. So if you're using perfectionism or I need it to be perfect or you hear yourself say, I'm a perfectionist, what if we just rephrase that? And of course you don't have to, but what if it was just a different headspace? I'm always aiming to get better. So regardless of how good I think this is or how excellent I think this is, what if I, I aim to keep getting better? And I always use elite athletes as an example. And I'm obviously in K-Man's uh, office. Uh, he has an enormous number of trophies and medals and, and awards for being a martial artist. Uh, but that has never, ever been a reason for him to compete, number one. And number two, he's always aiming to get better. So it doesn't matter how many medals he's won, he's always wanting to improve his martial art to get better at what he does to get to become a better coach to become and in business that's what we do here at the international colleges it's whatever business you've got at the moment it's not what this is how it is now but how do you want to make it better whether it's to look after your customers and clients better whether it's to add more value to the world whether it's to be more financially free and easier we can always get better and I'll rephrase that what happens if we think that we are already the best, if we think we're perfect, 
is it possible that that's where we limit ourselves because we don't get any better we can't become any better than perfect so we stop learning we stop growing we stop getting better we stop becoming wiser stronger tougher all of the things that happen when you're not aiming for perfection you're aiming for excellence you're aiming to keep getting better so if you're ever using an excuse of perfectionism uh, and it's ever held you back in the past uh, could you choose not to use it? <laughs> and of course the answer to that is yes, because we're humans and we get to choose. We get to choose however we want to live our life. But if you're living in that bubble of perfectionism where I have to make sure that it's perfect, and uh, I often get accused of this because my mother was German. So my mother taught me to keep a clean house. And we used to joke here about, uh, you, you know, your house has got to be perfect before anybody can visit. One of the things that's been really awesome for my perfectionism is we always have four dogs. And when you, if you've ever had dogs, any dogs, but let alone four and let alone a puppy, you will know that perfectionism becomes a something that you don't even consider because puppies do what puppies do, dogs do what dogs do. And our dogs sleep with us in the nighttime. So uh, my house is, is never perfect. But what I'm always aiming for is to create an environment where people feel comfortable and safe and happy and I'm constantly thinking about that rather than how do I have the perfect house. I just use that as a, as a fun example. So if you suffer from perfectionism, and I call it a suffering because I used to suffer from perfectionism and I certainly don't anymore. I'm a, the, the person that looks at uh, this is what I've got here to work with at the moment. How can I make it better? Not how can I make it perfect? And even if I think I've got something that's really bloody great, it's always about how can I make it better? And from a headspace point of view, if we're constantly aiming to get better, is that a headspace that will be, and the, the Japanese people put it beautifully, the Kenzai, uh, Kenai principle, continual and never-ending improvement. I think the Kenai principle is something that wouldn't it be awesome if we all live like that? I want continual and never-ending improvement rather than I'm aiming for perfection because if you get to perfection, it means you're never going to improve again. And uh, the interesting uh, headspace that's for me has been just awesome. There's a great quote I heard uh, that, again, literally changed my life that success is not a destination. You don't become successful. Bang, I'm successful. It is a life experience with no estimated time of arrival. So your drive towards whatever it is that you want to do with your life and whatever you consider success to be, you don't arrive there. It's just an exciting experience that you live every day and there's no estimated time of arrival. You don't become perfect. You don't become the best. You don't become successful. It's an experience that you enjoy every day. So is it awesome to want things to be uh, better? I think yes. Isn't it awesome to force your brain to grow and get better every day because you want things to be better? Is it possible that if you're aiming for perfection, if you're aiming for it to be perfect, if you're aiming to be the best, that that could be a reason or a barrier that stops you from achieving your goals rather than driving you forward? So here's from my heart to yours. I would love everybody to live their life to the max. And I think that if you're going to live every day, uh, aiming for perfection can be a really challenging headspace, but aiming to have a great day every day and to do everything every day to make sure that you're living your life in the way that you want to live it uh, is a really fun way to live. So please, yes, live your life to the max. Thank you for coming to Romax and thank you for always wanting to get tougher, stronger, wiser, better, fitter, stronger, tougher, wiser, better, fitter, stronger, tougher, wiser, better. What a great way to live where you're constantly striving rather than I have to be perfect. Something to consider. 
live your life to the max and thank you for coming.